This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 138 with Jada Selner. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 138. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Support for the Shameless Mom Academy comes from Kind, makers of healthy and delicious snacks. To try 10 different flavors of Kind bars for $10 and get $10 off your second order, go to kindsnacks.com SMA. That's kindsnacks.com SMA. This episode is sponsored by Aptiv. Aptiv brings your workout right into your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a personal trainer with a perfect playlist to bring you an on-demand audio workout. To start your free 30-day trial with Aptiv, go to Aptiv.com, that's A-A-P-T-I-V.com, and use the code SMA30 at checkout. Jada Selner is an author, international keynote speaker, poet, and creator of the Mentorship Lab and Build Your Challenge at JadaSellner.com. Since 2009, Jada has started three businesses, including one brick and mortar, and now helps creative CEOs, visionary entrepreneurs, and social change companies build communities with love so that you can connect with your bigger vision, reach more people, support your family, and grow your income while not adding more work to your plate. You may also know her as the co-founder and co-author of Simple Green Smoothies, which has been featured on The Doctor's TV Show, Oprah's O Magazine, Target, and The Wall Street Journal. She's kind of a big deal. When Jada is not helping world changers build their tribe with her love over metrics movement, you can catch her reading Shel Silverstein poems at the dinner table. She lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her husband and her daughter and their little Chawini dog, Clementine. I have admired Jada for quite a while. I've done some stalking of Jada. (laughs) I've listened to many interviews with her and followed her on social media and just really admired the path that she's chosen in business, in motherhood. And I think she's done some really cool, admirable work. And I'm very excited to have her come on the show. You'll immediately notice we're the opposite. Like when she talks, she's very like calm and zen. She's not rapid fire like I am. So I love that we are definitely very opposite, but I just feel like I have a lot to learn from her. And I love sometimes having people who have different intensities about them (laughs) having a conversation together. So you're going to see how Jada really embraces all aspects of entrepreneurship while also constantly seeking opportunities to serve women in a deeper way. She's much softer than I am, so you'll hear that in her voice, but she is also kind of a badass. So listen in to hear Jada share the specific steps you can take to discover your passions, why you need to start dating yourself and exactly how to do it, how to change course without risking it all, 
why you have to be okay with not-so-sexy transitions, and how to unhook your self-worth from the outcomes in your life. This was a great conversation, and I'm so excited to welcome Jada to the show. So let's go ahead and dive in with Jada Selner. Jada Selner, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to jam with you, Sarah. This is going to be fun because for those of you who don't know, I've long admired Jada's work. And I think I first heard about you through Lewis Howe's podcast interview with you and your business partner, Jen, when you guys were just like building an empire around Simple Green Smoothies. And your story as a mom blew me away. So I'm excited to get into all that. And I'm just so happy to have you here to talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. Yes, sounds good. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life, personally, professionally, beyond your bio. What are you most excited about right now? Mm, so right now, I'm at the end of the messy middle, which we can get into deeper, mm. just around transitions. And I feel like I'm literally spring, and I'm in spring of the next chapter, the next season in my life, in really stepping out in a more powerful way and serving female entrepreneurs specifically, because I just believe there's a whole woman behind every business and we can't ignore our personal lives. We can't really, especially as women, as mothers, we can't separate our families, our spouses, all of those pieces, our health and our vitality from our businesses. And one thing that I always say is that any business that compromises your health, or your relationships is not a sustainable business model. So I'm just really excited to step into my leadership around that more in an even bigger way than I have in the past. So cool. I love that you say women can't separate like business, life, balance, all that family, because that is so true. I am not good at compartmentalizing at all. And for a long time, I thought it was just me. And I think that it really is a challenge. And I think that's why so many moms shift gears professionally after they have kids, because yes, I think their passion and their vision really changes and shifts and they can't ignore that because it all becomes one bigger entity. Yeah. And what I've really leaned into is instead of, you know, the balance is more of integration. So really integrating all the pieces so they actually fit. So when I travel and speak, anytime they speak globally out of the country, my family's coming with me and we turn it into it's a business trip. I'm getting paid. I'm serving people. And my husband and my daughter know that like mommy's working and then we tackle on a fun family vacation. I like to call playcations now where it's me unplugging from work and being all in with them, but I'm integrating those two pieces into my life. So it's not either or it's both. And yes. Nice. I love that. And how old is your daughter? She's nine and she's turning 10 next month. So double digits are just around the corner. So, so exciting. And I love that you integrate her into your work. I think that that's powerful in many ways. I know it's so powerful for her to see what you're doing, for her to see that you're doing really big, powerful things that you are on a stage and sharing your mission with the world. But I also love that she can be that when you're doing your work stuff, it doesn't need to just be about you, that it can be part of the bigger family vision, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I knew you spoke at Tropical Think Tank last year, correct? Yes. Yes. And the Philippines. Yes. So I went to Tropical Think Tank this year. And I remember when you went on social media, you had posted that you were going with your family. So when I attended this year, I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of families. Oh. (laughs) And I was like, gosh, like, am I the mean mom that I'm not taking my whole family with me? And then I got there. There was no families there aside from Chris Duckers. But I've talked a lot about that experience on the podcast and just what an amazing event that was and how fantastic it is to be around entrepreneurs who are just following their dreams and really identifying their passions, which can take some time and then building goals around that. So it was a really, really special place to be. And I love that you didn't bring your family because there's moments when we're in the work mode, right? And that like, if your family had been there for that trip, you would have not 
nurtured those relationships and right. connecting with people because you would feel like, oh, I have to eat dinner, totally. you know, with my family or how are they doing? Are they okay on their own? So, you know, I think we really have to be intentional in the times of when it's like, nope, I want to be all in right. on this experience and that it's okay to leave the family behind. And I'm very intentional with those things as well. It's like, nope, this is a 24 seven, I want to be all in on this experience. And I don't want to break it up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I want to go back, you mentioned the messy middle a minute ago. And that's actually funny that you would bring that up because I just finished recording an upcoming episode about the messy middle. And it's actually my theme this week as I'm presenting to multiple mm. groups of women. So as soon as you said that, I was like, Oh, my gosh, all my worlds are colliding. Tell yes. us a little bit about what that messy middle has been what that terminology means means for you and what that has been like for you recently. Yeah. So I recently sold my half simple grain smoothies to my business partner, which has been such a gift that we both really honored, you know, where our passions were moving forward. And I always tell people, you know, I can tell you a secret is that my passion isn't green smoothies. My passion is helping people. Mm -hmm. And that can come in a lot of different forms. And for the past few years, I was sitting on the fence between how I wanted to help people next and nurturing the tribe and community that we built with Simple Green Smoothies. And sitting on the fence is really challenging because you know from an external place of like, oh, this is a really good place to be. Like there's so many people that would love to have a business and a community and have, you know, a published book out in the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's the internal experience of like my heart and my soul is like, but I want to be over here. And it was a struggle and a dance for me to find that sweet spot of can I do both or am I really ready to go all in on this next venture? And so the messy middle is literally sitting in the most uncomfortable place when you're mm -hmm. straddling. Like, should I be here or there? And can I do both? And I think there's the both and in a lot of scenarios, but also when you have one foot in and one foot out, you're not fully showing up. And so that for me was, that was probably, you know, the biggest struggle was one, just making the decision. And I remember reading my three-year vision that I wrote in 2013 to my business partner just last year. And so it was literally three years later. And when I looked at it three years later, I was like, whoa, this is a whole other path. This actually isn't continuing on with simple green smoothie. So it was kind of my coming out party of like, this is kind of the next chapter, the next season in my life. And I'm scared to share this, but this is my truth. You know, yeah. this is something that I wrote, but then allowing all the other things to catch up with that is really hard when you know where you want to be. And I think we all experience that tension, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I know I want to be here, but this is my current reality. And I just don't even know the next steps and like, what is it going to feel like when I actually make the decision? Like, I was so scared to be like, yes, I'm ready to sell my half and allow, you know, my business partner to just lead that team in our community and letting go of something that is so beautiful and has been such a gift to my life because I couldn't be where I am today without that experience, without our partnership. So that. And then there's like the aftermath of like getting off the fence, which is probably like my more current messy middle, you know, from signing contracts in November to then like, yep, I'm all in on this, my soul's calling the next way that I want to serve people. And there's this mourning and grief, right? This sense of loss, but not loss that like, it's something that I wanted, but it's still something that was a part of my life for five years that is no longer there. And so really having those identity crisis moments of who am I? Like I would have freak out texts sending to my friends, like, I don't know who I am anymore because <laughs> everybody knows me as the green smoothie girl. And right. so really sitting in the messy middle of that, of the unknown, of being comfortable or even uncomfortable in the unknown. You know, those pieces are a reality of transition and change. Yeah, yeah. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers 
purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So take us back a little bit because I want to hear everything that you're saying makes so much sense. And I know that so many of our listeners are moms who have gotten to a point in their lives where they want to take pivots that feel scary, or they're maybe in that messy middle of like, how do I move from one thing to the next? And that can feel so overwhelming. I would love to hear, because I know you've gone through multiple transitions. Yeah, um, I would love to hear a little bit of the backstory, which I've heard from listening to many interviews with you. But I'd love for you to share that with our listeners here of how you got into Simple Green Smoothies, because that was kind of at the beginning of when your daughter was fairly young, correct? Yeah. So my first business was in Kauai when my daughter was 18 months old. And my husband and I started a brick and mortar business. And there was a pivot in there as well. But it was really trying being a new mom, you know, those first like nine months to 18 months, I thought I was the best mom ever. I was like, I can have so many more kids. But then like when 18 months hit, I was like, this is the hardest thing ever. Like 18 months to three <laughs> years was so difficult for me. And because I have this child that's like saying no and just wants to like pull all of the books out of the bookshelves. And I also am this like ambitious woman who like always does work that like lights her up just, you know, whether I'm working for, you know, another company or myself. And so I just had this vision of creating something where my daughter could be by my side because I loved being a mom, but that I could still do what I was good at, you know, really relying on my strengths and my gifts. And so we opened up a play and learning center in Kauai so that we could have our daughter by our side. You know, we had other people's kids there and the business model ended up not being how we envisioned, right? So this happens, right? The mm -hmm. marketplace kind of says, this is what we want to pay for. And it's like, so we pivoted and we did that. And then my husband and I realized 
this business model, the one that people are willing to pay us for is actually not aligned with us and we are burning out and we need to do something different. And so we actually closed down our business that had amazing Yelp reviews, happy paying customers, but it just wasn't lined up with our greatest gifts in the world. And we moved into my in-laws house for six months. It was like, how old was your daughter? She was three and a half at that time. Oh my gosh. So to go from, you know, telling people like, we're living the island life and we have our own (laughs) business to like, we moved back to California and we're living in our parents' house with our child (laughs) was not the like sexiest move in transition. But I will say that that's something, you know, women in business are wanting to be in entrepreneurship or wanting to make those big shifts and changes is like, you have to be okay with those not so sexy transitions. Don't allow that to stop you from doing more. Because actually, one of my friends had a brick and mortar business in Kauai as well, we both closed down at the same time. And she decided to go in the path of, you know, I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to work for someone else, I never want to have my own business again. And my path was, well, that's not the business I wanted, but I still want my own business. I still want the freedom, the flexibility to be with my family and grow a business. And so I was just like, I'm on to business venture number two, which was Family Sponge, the parenting blog that came before Simple Green Smoothies. And that was like the next pivot. So I can go in a little bit yeah. more deeper into that because I think that was the original. Yeah. Pivot. So you went from you went from brick and mortar to more of like mommy blog kind of scene, which is very (laughs) different, very different. And I can relate between the two because I've had an online business prior to having my son. I have a brick and mortar here in Seattle and now I have the podcast and they're all very different spaces to be. (laughs) There's a lot. I mean, there's pros and cons and highs and lows that go with all of it. So, So you went from the brick and mortar to the blog. So tell us a little bit about that and then how that, I know that is what evolved into or eventually got you into Simple Green Smoothies. Yeah. So I interned with my husband's aunt. And I think this is something really important for people to know that I don't think that I've talked about a lot, but she had an online business and I asked, could I intern with you? Like I will get you coffee. I'll pick up dry cleaning, but literally changing the skill sets that I had, right? Like I didn't know anything about this world. And she allowed me to stay at her place in Beverly Hills, California for two weeks and just look over her shoulder. And I literally did like pick up dry cleaning and Starbucks and just doing, you know, random things. And through that, I saw this new business model of like online business. She was like, when I send this email, like I could buy a car. And I was like, I want this business. Tell me more. Right. that was kind of like the light bulb moment for me of like a new business model and then reading Tim Ferriss's four hour work week and just this whole other different type of life. And so I was like, you know, I want my own business and this online thing seems really, really cool. And so I really just committed to learning more about online marketing and my husband at that time was giving me ideas on things I could do. And I was like, nope, not that. Like I'm looking for something that I'm passionate about or that I'll be lit up about to share and help people with. And in that moment, I think when we all become moms, we become a walking billboard for resources and tips and things to really help other moms and parents. And so I wanted to have, you know, an e-zine at the time is what you would call it, but a newsletter and to send to parents. And I needed someone to design my newsletter template. And so I reached out to Jen Hansard, who was my business partner in us founding Family Sponge and Simple Green Smoothies to design that template because we were in a mom's group when Zoe was just like a few months old. And so it's like full circle, someone that I met in a mom's group ended up becoming my business partner and friend. And so we actually ended up partnering on the parenting blog, Family Sponge, and started sharing about healthy recipes and, you know, eco-friendly arts and crafts. And so Green Smoothies was just a part of the parenting blog. It was never supposed to be its own (laughs) business or global green smoothie empire. And I know that when Simple Green Smoothies, or when you started doing Simple Green Smoothies, Did you pivot because that was what was popular on the blog or was that something that you two were increasingly passionate about? So the green smoothies was an extension of the parenting blog. So our goal was to write an ebook about green smoothies, but we were still going to sell that 
through our parenting blog. And a friend nudged me to start an Instagram account. She's like, well, if you're going to have this green smoothie book, you should start sharing your green smoothie recipes on Instagram. And I was so resistant. We were like, we're already on Facebook and Pinterest, like not another (laughs) social media platform, like no. And my business partner, Jen, she was just like, nope, uh uh-uh, we're staying focused. We're doing this over here. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just play with it. Like it was literally just a test and experiment. And with the intention to promote our green smoothie ebook on our parenting blog. And so I started a green smoothie account. I called it simple green smoothies, sharing our green smoothie recipes. And we were just looking at gaps in the marketplace of what was happening in kind of like the green smoothie world. And that gave me some insight on how to differentiate ourselves and stand out. And so simple green smoothies went from zero followers to, I think by in six months, we had 30,000 followers and it was just from posting green smoothie recipes two to three times a week, sharing tips, you know, the health benefits of chia seeds. And so I just became the Google of green smoothies at that time. And the funny thing is like Jen was still just, you know, doing all the things for our parenting blog. She's like, you can do that Instagram thing on your own. So it was kind (laughs) of just like the little side project that turned into was like, oh, Jen, I don't think it's just parents that are following us on this green smoothie account. (laughs) So then we ended up creating a website just for green smoothies. So like it wasn't an intentional pivot. It was just like a test and an experiment and then ignoring our beautiful baby, like our parenting blog of like, well, this is taking off and really jumping from that. So I think it's really good for people to know that there's going to be tests and experiments and things are going to fail and some things are going to stick and you have to make a choice. Like we could have just kept going with the parenting blog. We didn't have to, we could have really been attached of like, no, we're going to sell this from our parenting blog. This is what we're passionate about. But again, we made a pivot that we were okay with. And it's the same as the brick and mortar of making a pivot, but am I okay with it or not? And this one we were okay with that momentum and serving people in that way. And our, dream customer for Simple Green Smoothies was still that mom that we were writing to from the parenting blog. Okay. So you were still able to stay aligned with what you were passionate about because of you were looking to serve the same audience. Yes. Yes. A few things that you brought up in there that I think are really helpful and where I see, because I see so many moms who don't know where to get started. They've had so little free time to think and process for so many years that it's hard to even identify what you're passionate about. And what I love about what you said is there were some really kind of specific steps that you took, and maybe this wasn't super strategic at the time, but when you look back at it, because hindsight is 2020 and we can always identify these things after the fact, when you look back at it, you say that like, asking to go learn from someone else, that's a big step. And that starts to give you a sense of, oh, I could see myself doing this or not. But in your case, you could see yourself doing it. Like, how do I send out an email and make thousands of dollars? Like, that's really interesting and appealing and attractive. And then also starting to identify what you're passionate about lit you up. And then looking for the gap in the marketplace. Like those are three really significant pieces of this. And I think that when I talk to moms and they're like, I don't even know what I would do, but if I could change careers or start something new, but I know that I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. I think that those are all really, really critical pieces, like being open to learning from someone else and modeling after someone else and really, you know, being a sponge in that way and absorbing what you see other people doing when you see someone doing something that you would like to get into. And then really, again, identifying what you're passionate about and taking some time to think about that and figure that out, which I'm going to ask you about specifically in a minute. And then really looking instead of trying to do the same thing that someone else is already doing, looking at, you know, I'm sure when you guys started out with Simple Green Smoothies, there were other smoothie Instagram accounts, and there's a lot of smoothie stuff being done, like smoothies are not new. But you looked at it in a different way and you filled a gap in the marketplace that was people really wanted. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about finding what you're passionate about, because I think this is so challenging for moms. I know that, you know, if someone, this happened a couple of years ago when my son was like two, someone asked me about hobbies. I had to like list them on a form or something. I don't remember what it was for, but I was like, what? I have no idea. Aside from like, there's certain things that I 
like are part of my self-image, I guess. So like exercise, like people could say exercise is a hobby, but I don't really consider working out a hobby. I would like to have hobbies that are a little more exciting. Than right, that. Right. And then I'm like, well, maybe drinking wine, but that seems lame too. Like, <laughs> do I read books? Not really. <laughs> so there was all these things I thought like, I don't even know what my hobby is. And if I could choose a hobby, I've had so little time to consider what I would do in free time or what I would actually go yeah. after that it's hard to even identify what you're passionate about because you haven't been able to focus on yourself in so long. So how do you yourself identify what you're passionate about? And how do you start listening to your gut in that way and even finding out what's in there? And then how do you guide other women to do the same? Yeah. So I think one thing that you can look at is where even looking at bank account statements, right? Where do you spend your money? You could see things that you kind of obsess over or what are you talking about constantly? Like if you get into a conversation with a girlfriend and you just can't stop talking about this thing, there's this energy, this excitement, this enthusiasm that comes up. So there's an extra layer of spark around a conversation. And that was green smoothies for me, you know? And the funny thing is I had my first green smoothie when I was interning for my husband's aunt, like, and didn't know that that was going to be a business at the time, but I became so obsessed with making them and sharing them with as many people as possible. It wasn't like the business model or anything like that. It was just like, I can't stop telling you guys, it tastes so good. I'm so shocked. Like (laughs) you have to make one. And so that that's like, you know, it's like, what are you being a billboard for? You know, what is a book that you're like so excited about? Is it a Brene Brown rising strong? You just can't stop talking about. And so really finding those things, like if there's any sparks around that, and another thing that I would say is to start dating yourself. So Ooh, that's a good one. Really come up with one thing that you can do, because this is a thing that a lot of moms get caught up in is we put ourselves on the bottom of our to do list. Yes. And there is nothing on the calendar for you because you're doing everything for everyone else and get one thing that is a once a week thing that is just for you. And you start there. So you're dating yourself. So, and I date myself today. So I signed up for an improv class because I went to performing arts high school and studied theater. And and I love, but I'm not really great at improv. I like theater. I like acting. But that was like a skill set. I'm like, how can I get myself out of my head and into my body and challenge myself in something that would be fun? And with improv, you always laugh. So I'm always looking for things that will make me laugh. And so, I signed up for a series, something that I could commit to once a week. And it's like, baby, this is on the calendar and I'm going once a week. So really finding things that you could start signing up for to see if there's something more there. Because a lot of times we just don't know what we like, like life after becoming a mom, you know? And when you were pre mama, it's like, even then did we have tons of passions? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like you go to the movies and you sleep in like, it's not, (laughs) (laughs) but all of a sudden it's like having to find what you're passionate about post motherhood becomes a thing, but like, it wasn't a thing pre motherhood. So it's really (laughs) like, how do you just come back to yourself again? And like, really it's just putting yourself on the top of the to-do list. It's not even about finding the passion as much as it's like, just like, make some time for you. Right. I think just it's cultivating really, your own interests. Even yeah. if you're, it doesn't have to be a ridiculous passion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I went back to school in 2003, leaving the world of psychology and entering the world of personal training, I was trying to decide between getting my master's in teaching and getting my personal training certification and getting my master's in teaching definitely felt a lot more noble, but it was also a lot more expensive than getting right. my personal training certification. And I ultimately thought, like, I'm very personally, at the time I was doing a ton of distance racing and triathlons, and I thought, this is something that I am so personally interested in and invested in that even if I don't build a career out of it, I will be so happy to have the knowledge that comes out of this year and a half experience when I went back to school versus education, where I had seen my mom was a teacher. And I was like, I've seen how she got burnt out. I've kind of like, I know what to expect. I'm not sure that I see myself doing that for a really long time. I see myself doing that because it's stable and predictable. And so it would be comfortable for me to do that. So I ultimately chose personal training because I thought, even if I just do it for a little bit, this is going to be really fun. Like I could talk about this every day. Yeah. So that's what pushed me in that direction. And then I had business coaching down the road. Are you familiar with Craig Ballantyne? I'm not. No. So I had business coaching with Craig Ballantyne, whose work is in the online world as well, and Sky Bedros. And the two of them are big in online fitness. And so 
when they were talking to me about like, what do I want to do with online fitness things? This was like 2010 or so. And they were like, well, what do you want to talk about every day, like forever? And that was such a big question because I was like, oh, okay, like this is going to really help me define because there's a lot of things I don't want to talk about every day. And yeah. at the time they were trying to push me towards like general population weight loss. And I was like, I don't want to talk about that every day. Like I know right. I want to be more specific. I want to for sure cater to women, possibly just moms. So I was able to narrow down like this is who I want to talk to and what I want to talk about every day. And that was really, really helpful information. And I think that that is very in line with the tips that you just gave about what are you like, where is that spark? And what are you already talking about? And what are you already thinking about? And like, where are you spending your time and money already? I think that's such a helpful advice. Yeah. And I love that you added in the like, what do I want to learn more about? That's so yeah. good. Like, yes. because we're not in school anymore, where it's them telling us what we have to learn, we actually get to choose now. Yeah. Yeah. Just follow that breadcrumb and see where it takes you. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hey, mamas, wanted to pop in and talk to you about today's sponsors. So first we have Aptive. You know there's days when you don't want to work out. We all have them, right? Sometimes it's every day for like many days in a row. So what I love is that when you don't feel like you can work out, sometimes you do feel like you can maybe just try five minutes. And I always say like, if after five minutes you're not feeling it, stop stop and walk away and come back another day. But usually after five minutes, you're like, oh, I'm kind of into this. I could maybe keep going for a few more minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 30 or 40. So what I love about Aptive is that you can go into the app and Aptive brings a personal trainer into your earbuds telling you exactly what to do in your workout. So on those days when you really don't feel like doing it, all you do is you push play on the app and a personal trainer is telling you exactly what to do, whether you're running outside, whether you're on the elliptical, whether you're lifting weights, someone's telling you what to do and getting you totally pumped up with awesome music. So if you could use some guidance on those days when you are just not feeling like getting started, go ahead and go into Aptive and you can get a free 30-day trial. So go to Aptive.com, that's A-A-P-T-I-V.com and use the code SMA30 to start your free 30-day trial today. 
Our other sponsor today is Kind Bars. Have you ever tried a Kind Bar? You've probably seen them at your grocery store or your coffee shop and maybe even your gym. They've been around for a while. I have been a lover of Kind Bars for years now because they make such delicious, healthy snacks using whole ingredients you can actually recognize and pronounce. Kind Bars are a great snack to grab on the go or as a guilt-free indulgence. If you're ready to try some of the Kind Bar flavors today, they are offering SMA listeners a special deal. For $10, you'll get a box of 10 Kind Snacks, including free shipping, so a $20 value for just $10. Also, when you place that order, you get your second order $10 off as well. You should never have to choose between your health and taste when it comes to snacking, and that's why both award-winning chefs and nutritionists love and recommend Kind Bars. Go ahead and get your sample 10-pack for $10 by going to kindsnacks.com forward slash SMA. That's kind, K-I-N-D, snacks.com slash SMA. And now back to the show. I was in an interview last week talking about, and this sounds so nerdy, but I was talking about how I used to go to Barnes and Noble and like after work, after working at a psychiatric hospital all day, and I would go to Barnes and Noble and read psychology books. And it's like, this is the nerdiest thing ever. And my roommate at the time was like, what are you doing? That's so weird. But I like could not get enough. And I was like, I think this is when you know you're doing the thing you're supposed to be doing when like you get off work and you just go to learn more about the thing you just yes. worked at all day long. Yes. So, yeah. I think that's like another great thing to think like if I had to go to Barnes and Noble and just sit and read books by myself, like what would I read about? Yes. I think that, and that's a great sign of even moms today because we, we all yeah. go to like Barnes and Noble or somewhere, where but like what area, what category do you drift to the most? And yeah. um, so that could give a lot of insight too. Definitely. Definitely. So let's come up into these last few years and talk a little bit about Simple Green Smoothies and when you were in that. And I know it was it still is extremely successful. And I know probably still holds a big piece of your heart. When did you start to feel that it was, you know, you knew eventually you'd want to transition? And how did that all kind of go down? Yeah, I'm trying to think of when I knew I wanted to transition because I honestly, the work that I'm doing today, I knew I wanted to do before I even started the parenting blog. I just okay. didn't have like the credibility or right. the confidence. Like I don't have a college degree. I don't have any training in helping people with businesses. So we have all of those stories, right? That hold us back yes. from doing the thing that we really want to do. And I just need proof of concept. And then I can tell people to follow their dreams. And so that was already there. And then there was me trying to balance and trying to do both. And then there just came a point where all of my time, effort and energy and excitement was coming from the next chapter, the thing that I wanted to do. So it's almost where it's like, oh, this one is starting to feel more like work for me now. Okay. And this is like, that's where I want to learn and grow and expand. And so there's this two things that I kind of tell people, you know, if you have this energy in your body where you're kind of like collapsing your shoulders and like, well, I should do this. This is probably the right thing to do. Or this where your chest is expanded, your shoulders are pulled back and it just, you feel this expansive energy of like, I want to do this. I need to do this. I can't not do it. That was the feeling that I started feeling. The more stages I spoke on, the more entrepreneurial podcasts that I went on, I was like, yes, this. And I did experiments while I was still all in with Simple Green Smoothies. You know, I started my own personal brand website, I think May of 2014, so three years ago. But I'm just going all in on it now, nice. three years later. So I was building these side experiments I would do every quarter where I would try on this thing that I want to do. So this is the same for someone if they were, you know, a nine to five, a corporate gig, and they've got some ideas, you know, they're dating themselves, they're trying on some passions, and then start doing tests and experiments to see like, would I want to keep doing this? Or like, what is that next venture? What is that next business model going to look and feel like? So I did like a six week online group coaching thing one quarter. Another quarter, I led a two day retreat with mom entrepreneurs. Like I was testing things to see if I liked it or, and did I like that format? So by the time that I was like, yep, I'm ready to make this leap into the unknown. I had done tests and experiments to try some things on too, which I think was really helpful. And especially 
as moms, right? We have people that we're responsible for. So like revenue was, that was my income. And so I had to be responsible. I couldn't just burn things up and just like move to a third world country and just like start all over. Like Mm -hmm. I had to be really intentional and strategic on making that transition. So I think it's important for anyone who is listening to know that it's okay to allow that transition to be slow, but intentional. Yes, that makes so much sense. And I've done the same thing as I've transitioned between different businesses and different careers that as I'm like keeping the security where I need the security to be, but also like trying the new things and reaching and seeing like, how do I think I can build this? How do I think I can leverage it? And it can feel like having, you know, your eggs in two separate baskets, which can feel a little bit overwhelming, but that also can be a really stable place to be, especially when you are responsible for a household that it doesn't have to be a huge flying leap. And I think that that sometimes is what, when moms think about changing gears, that's what's so scary is you're like, I can't just risk it all and follow my heart because there's all of these things I'm responsible for. And I think that your advice is so excellent that it is about trying on new things and see how that goes and do experiments. And it's like data collection. And then you learn from that and you can grow from that. And then eventually there will be a time when you're like, okay, here's how I can actually shift it now. And it's not high risk anymore. Whereas like, you know, initially, like, yes, it would be totally high risk to be like, I'm just gonna quit my job and like start finding some passion, you know, Um, you can really start minimizing risk over time as you're playing with different concepts and different ideas and feeling out what really work for you if you were to take a leap or just make a pivot in what you're currently doing. Yeah. And I will say the biggest risk for women or for anyone is really putting yourself out there with the possible outcome that it might not work out the way you thought it would. So we think that the risk is leaping and making the decision, but it's actually just putting yourself out there. That's where we struggle and hold ourselves back the most. And what I like to tell the women that I work with is to unhook your self-worth from the outcome, because that's that's why we're not testing and experimenting, because we basically want to get it right the first time or why do it at all. And that's not life. And that's definitely not entrepreneurship. It's that, you know, me saying, hey, guys, that business in Kauai didn't work out. What's Jada up to now? She's got a parenting blog. And then it's like, hey, guys, not doing the parenting blog anymore. We have a green smoothie website. And now it's like, (laughs) hey, guys, I'm not doing the green smoothie thing anymore. Now I'm serving entrepreneur. It's like I could get caught in the story that people must think I'm crazy because I'm always doing something different. I'm on to the next thing. The parenting blog didn't blow up. Does that make sense? off, but that's the biggest risk. That's the thing that is holding you back more than anything is like your mindset and your fear of rejection and failure and over perfecting things before putting it out into the world to get the feedback that you need. Right, right. Taking imperfect action. Yes. So you have now come away from Simple Green Smoothies. And tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with women, how you're working with women and what that looks like in your life. Yeah, so now I'm full all in with my personal brand, jadaselner.com. And I'm really building this tribe of world changers, especially women stepping into leadership roles and not only leading in their businesses, but also in their lives. And so there's a couple different ways that I do that and helping entrepreneurs build their tribes is I have my Build Your Challenge course which is an online self-guided, really walking you through step-by-step how to build an online experience, a challenge that attracts people, helps you build your email list and really connect with your tribe in a more meaningful way. So that's kind of like one way that people work with me. But the deeper work that I do, I have a program called the Mentorship Lab And that's working with women, you know, they've really scaled up their businesses, but they're ready for that next level. They want to be speaking on stages, they want their message in books, and they just want to get it out there in a bigger way. And so I coach those women just in like holding all the pieces of their lives. So I say that there's a whole woman behind every business. And it's really talking about not just business strategy building, it's managing all of those other pieces of like, you know, with my clients, we talk about sex, we talk about energy and health and vitality and really taking care of all the parts of you and not ignoring anything 
while you're building a business. So making sure that you build a business that's actually serving your life too, because it's not just you, right? You have a family to take care of. There's people that are integrated into that life. And so you have to take that into consideration as well. And then the newest thing that I'm working on is my Love Over Metrics business growth incubator. And this is for women that are, you know, they're building their businesses, they're just getting started, or they've got some traction, but they just need some support on the community building on really getting to that getting out of their head and into testing and experimenting. So it's all it is, is that social accountability and taking imperfect action, but really having intentional times to step outside of your business And to not work in your business, but work on it. So we actually meet once a quarter to actually, what is our focus for the next three months? And like everything else, we put our blinders on because that's the biggest struggle for us as women is we have the overwhelm and how do we prioritize what to do next? And how do we gracefully say no? Because there's so many inbound, there's opportunities there's husbands, there's kids, there's just like people are stretching and pulling at us at all different places. So really getting us to focus on this is what is the most important right now and really stepping into that bigger vision for your life. I love it. And I love that you have people doing the work, like as you're right there, we're doing the work in live time rather than like, you guys just go do this like sometime in the next, next couple of weeks, because I think that that's where we lose sight of our goals because lives are so busy. It's very hard to build time in. So I love anything that you just do while you're in the experience itself or in the coaching experience itself. Totally. And that's how I learn. Like I'm like, I go to events and people are like, why are you here? You already know these strategies. I'm like, because I need to show up and like implement and and home can get really distracting. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best things about it. It's funny when I go to events, I often, will in the evening, there's often like, there's the day conference or whatever. And then there's a lot of time stuff in the evening. And I rarely go to the evening things because I want to maximize my time away from home by mm-hmm. like being mm-hmm. up in my room, implementing stuff and putting use the things that I learned because I won't do it when I get home because I, I come home and it's immediately like, okay, like grocery store, dinner tonight, laundry. Like, So you go yeah. right back into this life that you came out of. And so for me, that time away really is like my implementation time. And that's really, really key. I do want to also say I did one of your build, I think it was your very first build your challenge groups. And the beta group. Yeah. And you did such a beautiful job of it was four hour workshops over the course of a few weeks. And what was so helpful is it was like step by step guide how to build challenges for groups and communities. But then you had the work time was right in there. And you were like, okay, guys, like, you know, for the next 10 minutes, you're just gonna write. And I remember just writing like, pages and pages of ideas and notes. And that implementation time, again, was like the most valuable piece of it. Because if you had just been like, here's 10 steps, guys. Okay, see you next week. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's the gap in the marketplace that I'm seeing right now. And so I'm like, nope, get away from behind your computers and come be with me to get the important work done and to have that time scheduled in, you know, the done with you model is like what I'm really moving into for my offers moving forward. Yeah. So cool. What fears have you faced as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Fear to this day, even with all the businesses that I've built is, do I know enough? Yes, totally. Yeah, just like, I'm sure there's like one more course or one more event that I need to attend to like give me the confidence. So just, you know, that fear of like, do I know enough? Can I really help people get the results that they're willing to desire? There's a lot of fear in, we put a lot of responsibility or I put a lot of responsibility on myself that I want people to have, you know, the lives of their dreams. And like, can I help them? Can I really, really help them? You know, and so that's a fear for me of every time I take on a new client and I just really want to help them as much as I can. So that fear of like, do I know enough? Do I have enough, you know, resources and strategies to really help them get that ideal outcome that they want? The fear of who am I? The identity crisis, like that never goes away. (laughs) How do I introduce myself? I'm going to an event in two weeks in Carmel with entrepreneurs that are running like multiple six-figure companies and it's like how do I introduce myself here like who am I and and like and do I matter and is is this important and 
yeah. And then I think a fear of also bragging, like really celebrating my accomplishments. We kind of have these goals that we want to achieve and then we achieve them and then we like move on Mm -hmm. and there's no celebration. And I think that the fear is feeling like the fear of bragging. Like I encourage my clients to have humble brags, like say how amazing you are and here are all the amazing things that you've just done in the last three months, 12 months. And for us to like sit in it, we kind of just like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. So just that of really owning what I've created in my life. I don't think we do that enough. And so a fear of like being really connected to the type of creator that I can be in this world. I love that. It's funny when you think about men and women and how they present their accomplishments. There's nothing weird when guys are like, well, and I did this and I did this and I hit this like deadline and I hit this goal and like, and they all like cheer for each other. And when women do that, like it's very different. And first of all, women don't do it and they almost do it apologetically when they do do it. And I think that it's a cultural context thing that's not okay. And so yeah. I talk a lot about wins and I talk a lot about bragging and I talk about how, what that looks like on social media because I think women especially don't do it on social media. Or, well, there's a lot of things on social media. Some things look like bragging when they're not intended to be that way. And then when things are like overt bragging because I had this great day or this great win or whatever, then we tend to like other women tend to judge that sometimes. So it's a very interesting thing. And I think that owning your wins and celebrating your wins and rewarding yourself for win, like all of that is so important. I had a business coach a couple of years ago and I hit a big goal and she's like, so what are you doing for yourself? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get some new shoes or something. She's like, uh, no, (laughs) you're doing something. So finally I was like, well, my friend wants me to come visit her in Key West. She's like, you're going to Key West. And so I was like, okay, let's go to Key West. But like, it's okay to do those, to like really celebrate things, really acknowledge that you did something big when you did something big. Totally. Yeah. Some practice. <laughs> yeah. And I would say another piece, you know, fear my daughter, like being, you know, a present mother and I'm obsessed with my work. I love the work that I do in the world and just making sure that am I getting enough time in with her? And as she gets older, she's kind of into her own, she actually has her own YouTube channel and I I have nothing to do with it. Like this is just her own world and she's taking a coding class. It's just like things that she's interested in. But you know, there's always that fear of like, am I doing enough? Am I showing up enough? And you know, how long will this, like the connection last? When is she going to push me away? Or, you know, those fears come up as well. Yeah. That's actually a beautiful segue because my next question was going to be, in what ways are you a shameless mom? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love the type of mom that I am as far as depth and conversation. So I might travel a lot for work and I'm not, you know, my husband, he's very balanced. Like he gets in everything in one day. (laughs) Where like, I'm like all in like in my work and then I'm all in with my family. But like just yesterday, she was just feeling very like cranky and grumpy and emotional. And we, I was like, do you want to go talk in the room? And we just laid on her bed and we were just talking for hours. And my husband like came in, he's like, dinner's ready. But (laughs) we were like, she was drawing on like this big post-it board. Like we were just going through all of her emotions and feels. And I just think I have such compassion and understanding for just being a human and a girl, a growing girl. And one thing that I say to her is like, I love watching you grow. Because yeah. I think a lot of times as moms, we, you know, like, don't grow, stay small. And I don't say that to her, because I don't want her to ever fear or feel like it's wrong to change. Right. And to just really owning being that she's growing. And I love witnessing her growing and changing and her body changing and her voice and her everything. So yeah, that's so great. I hope that my son will want to lay on his bed and talk about his feelings for hours when he's nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you know, and it actually does work with boys too. But I read something about, especially at night, your kids get the most talkative. And so you're like, you're fighting bedtime, but it's just like they're calm, like the day is over. They know they're about to go to sleep and it's dark. And I heard this from a mother-son relationship and just laying in the bed in the dark 
having deep conversations because there's no eye contact. Yes. So there's not that discomfort. So that is why like, let's talk in your room and let's lay on the bed so that she could talk and process her emotions and her feelings and everything that she was experiencing without having to make this like, we're going to have a conversation and hold hands and look in each other's eyes. Right. Totally. Totally. My son has gotten into, he wants me to tell him stories at bedtime. Instead of just reading the book, it's like, read the book and then sing a song and then tell me a story. And then it has to involve stuffed animals. And there's all these parts to it, but he gets really engaged in the whole thing. And I'm like, if this would it takes to like have engaging conversations with him for the rest of his life, like I'm in. <laughs> so. Totally. Oh, I love that. Tell us about the legacy you're building. Mm, for me, it's really about modeling. So usually the thing that we're teaching or we're helping people with is something that we want to, you know, heal in ourselves or in our past. And so I'm about just stepping into leadership as a woman and to be a model for the people, especially your children. So me going after my dreams, and that's why I will continue. My path might change in another couple years again, but I'm going to constantly go after what brings me the most light and energy using my gifts and my skills that I have to offer the world and model that for my daughter. Like, you know, she sees me playing on my computer and it's like, she's just like, mommy, you've got that face again. You know, that very like focused <laughs> computer face. And I'm like, I love what I do. Yeah. Like I'm doing work in the world that I really love. And so I say that when I'm on my computer in front of her, I'm really intentional about saying like, I love the work that I do. And so that is the legacy. It's what I grew up hearing is like, do work that you love, marry someone who does work that they love, even if they're a garbage man, but just to like, you want people to really be happy and lit up in the work that they're doing in the world. And it doesn't mean you need your own company, but work for a company that you're lit up to like work for and right. just do work that you love. And I want to inspire more people to step into that, to show up, do work that they love, help people that they're excited to serve and allow it to align with their life too, that they don't burn out, crash and burn in pursuit of that. Right. Oh, that's such a great place to wrap by do work that you love. We do have a quick lightning round, but before we do that, can you tell us where we can find you? Yes, you can find me at jadaselner.com. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, any place that you want to show up. I would love, love, love to connect with you in all those places. Nice. So I will have all of that linked if you go to the show notes over at shamelessmom.com, click on episode 138, and we'll have links to everything, including the Simple Green Smoothies book that has been a huge hit, and then all of the other places that you can find Jada. So, okay, you ready for a quick lightning round here? Yes. What is your favorite way to treat yourself? Mm, massages. Nice. Yes. And there's Cavallo in Salsalito. Like it has an outdoor meditation pool. Just amazing. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Massage nice. time. Current book that you're reading or the last one you read? I just finished Playing Big by Tara Moore this morning. And I'll be diving into Daniel Laporte's White, White Truth. Yeah, I'm oh. actually interviewing her this Friday. So. I saw that on Facebook. I am dying to get my hands on that book. Yeah. I'm also dying to get her on the podcast. Yes, yes. That is on my list for sure. What is one morning ritual you can't live without? Mm, I have a full one hour morning ritual. So I'm trying to uh, journaling right now is probably the one. Yeah, writing and journaling. Nice. Who is your biggest inspiration? My husband. Yeah. He just shows up as like a whole man, like just how he supports my dreams and showing up as an amazing dad and taking care of his health. And he works out every day. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be you when I grow up. (laughs) That's so cool. I love that. If you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? Mm, Compassion, just self-love. Yeah. Love yourself and forgive yourself. Yes. Yes. Both of those. (laughs) Jada, thank you so much for spending time in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really appreciate it. I love the work that you're doing and everything you're putting out into the world. And I'm appreciative and just really grateful for the energy that you're bringing that you've brought to me over the past few years as I've learned about your story and followed your story. And I know that you're just impacting so many other women. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for spending time with Jada and I in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope you were inspired and you learned something new and you're feeling fired up about getting on with your day and moving on with your life in big and fantastic and bold ways. If this episode inspired you or you think it would inspire someone else, please do share it out. Go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 138. You can also find all of the show notes there with all means of contacting Jada and following her and you can stalk her just like I did. <laughs> so go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 138 to get everything connected to this episode and any links that we mentioned. If this is your first time joining us in the Shameless Mom Academy, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can get them immediately after they are released. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will take you to iTunes where you can subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. Thank you for spending time with us today. I can't wait to have you back here to join us for another episode in just a few days. And until then, no matter what you do, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.